listening uh the great the great uh, joe zuzara and i are going to be talking over a movie soon but first we're exchanging zoom backgrounds because when we first logged on it was his office and i made the <laughs> joke of <laughs> his office background I, just, I didn't remind myself not to stand up <laughs> don't stand up <laughs> i feel like good morning america's lead was we someone caught one of our reporters he had shorts on underneath his jacket and it broke the internet. And I was like, God damn it, GMA, you know? Trump calls you fake news and then you lead with this story. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> so I just, and I hope my friend listens. Um, yeah, probably, but uh, so this uh, buddy of mine, uh, musician Shaw, and we, uh, we just uh, did another podcast together. And dude, I went on some journeys with him. It was so much fun. But one of the things that I compared, and I would like your, I would like your scenario on this. So I'm gonna give you the, you know, insiders baseball for the returning people. They're like, fuck, he's opening up a podcast with a podcast he just got done doing. Good podcast. Oh, it's, oh, it's like a, it's like a three part story. Yeah, they're just gonna hear that second part over again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I compared how Bernie Sanders and Trump were so alike because of both parties in our however many years, I've never seen two people with polar opposite views have such fiery ignited fans that are so passionate about the cause that, I mean, they've got, they've got names for them. I mean, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Warren doesn't have a group of people like Bernie does, right? I uh, mean, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I, but that's where politics has gotten, though, right? Right. And that, it's that's been, where it's what, been a yes. long road, just like further and further and just. further to the point where, like, if you're in the middle, you're just a pussy now, right? Like, yeah. it's like, like, you're like, you have no views anymore. It's, it's, you're either, you know, pro, you know, you either want more government or you don't want government at all. And it's like, it can't be anything in between anymore. Uh, and it's it's just gotten so ridiculously out of hand. Yes, and and this leads us right into our movie. You like how we spun this up here? Didn't even know it. So <laughs> we are in the COVID nineteen end end days where uh, our, the governor of Texas is opening up Texas, and I think there are pros and cons to that, which I think we'll probably discuss on this podcast. Um, but also, 
you know, there's always been this dream of what happened if you just, if you put man back in the natural, natural environment, like just right in there, just dropped him right in. And then no sugars, no processed anything like you're in a biodome. What if you were locked in? And during this lockdown, we have kind of been locked in with our family, significant others. I mean, outside breaks to go ride a bike, take a walk, breathe some fresh air, yell at a tree, whatever it may be. But you have these moments and then you're right back in your four wall world. And, uh, you know, Biodome is, is a little piece of that. But there, there, was, there was a lot more to it back in the 80s because we were scared of acid rain, which I will ask the question again, what happened to That's it? True. Where'd it go? I don't know where it went. Um, you know, we're... Uh, and then, but this also, this movie had uh, one of the most uniquely um, odd entertainers of our time. The yeah, he fell off the world in a really, I feel like, aggressive way. Yeah, and then he just took over the comedy store. I mean, his mom always owned it, but bless you. But he, yeah. he, took, over, uh, he took over the comedy store from his mom. Now see, look how far we've come in society where I used to just instantly say bless you, but as soon as you sneeze in the COVID environment, I think fuck you first. And then... Well, yeah, you don't know what I believe in. <laughs> <laughs> Presumptuous of you. <laughs> Dude, think about how full circle all this came. I mean, we were having meetings about South by. Dude, talk talk about like and I'm still the confused. Shit, the shit show of shit shows. Um, it, it was, you know. Uh, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong went wrong to like the 10th degree. Like it was insane. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's, 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 it's a odd double-edged sword in a lot of ways because yeah. the shit that we've been preaching about at media tech ventures for, you know, four years on our soapbox with no money in the, you know, the middle of uh, central park, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, people are now like, oh wait, they're not batshit crazy. Like everybody does need to digitally transform, and and we all are. All of us are media companies, and so now people are coming to us going, what do we do? And we're like, I, you know, uh, take a number, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> well, take a we'll number when we can. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, yeah, go we, ahead. we had the conversation on Facebook today about AMC. You know, oh AMC, my God. I'm like, hey, Universal, you know what? I'm going to show you. This is literally uh, Napster coming out and the record industry going, you know what? I'm going to show you. I'm going to mm -hmm. sue you so that you can really show how absurd our numbers are. So, so fun fact about the Napster <laughs> stuff. The record labels eventually wanted to work with them. Oh, I did. Yep. Um, while they were while they were going through, you know, and they were preparing for court, and Napster was so arrogant, they're like, "No, no, like we're gonna fucking win this," and then they fucking lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not known as bright guys. I mean, in some areas bright, but in other areas, just if the will of the people is not the twelve jurors that they're just seeing how you're stealing. So right, exactly. Exactly. But, but, you know, then how long did it go before we started getting into iTunes? You know, before, I mean, there was a time, there was a, music should have figured out very quickly. 
I am willing to give my computer AIDS to get a, just a oh, you, you need to, David, uh, David Bowie, right? So Ted Cohen does a really good talk about this, kind of the, the history of the digital music um, uh, innovation era, if you will, and kind of the, the genesis of going from CDs to on-demand, you know, things like Spotify. And they had been talking about this shit, you know, at least a decade before Spot before Napster, and like there were there were a lot of things, um, and and you know again I'm not I'm not going to do his uh, his talk you know service here, or do it justice rather, but you know there was a a time where there was like a, a a library of music where you could download songs, but it would take like a week to download one song, right? Just because that's the kind of <laughs> bandwidth power <laughs> that they had back then um but yeah no it, it was nothing new right i mean p and people forget too i mean spotify's been around since the 90s right I, it's yeah, it's true. uh it's been going on for a really long time and so you know uh fortunate for us you know it's really you know fortunate to have ted on the team but even more so than that is you know there's talks of him 10 15 plus years ago talking about the cd's dying guys <laughs> like people are gonna want what they want when they want it and everybody's going, no, you're fucking crazy. And he's like, all right, <laughs> I'm just letting you guys know, right? Like, it's not, uh, it's just how it's going to be. People are going to want stuff on demand. They're going to make their own decisions. It's, it's so interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine uh, on another, on the technology podcast I have, and we're just chatting away. And it's like, hey, you know, why is it that for some reason, every big industry in America just always has our, we always have our pager moment. like. You know, we went from eight track to cassettes, and then cassettes really made things more mobile, right? Mm -hmm. And then our pager moment was the CD and the mini disc. That was our pager moment, and then we went mm -hmm. digital. Like everyone else, just went eight track CD digital or eight track cassette player digital. They, the rest, there's not a lot of the of rest of the world that has their pager moment. Like Australia, they went from home phones to mobile phones. So like, oh, this is great. What's a pager? I'm like, oh, well, there's this thing you carry in your hip until you find a phone. I'm like, why would you want to stress yourself out like that? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Now that I look at it, it's a horrible idea. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> and then you had things like laser discs, right? Yeah. You had things that were just expensive and large uh, for just <laughs> unnecessary reasons. But then you remember you had uh, you had these CDs that were also these Windows, you know three experiences baked into them right where they have like a video in it or you can unlock the video or whatever it is um and yeah you know there was a weird transition where cds try to get more innovative with you know the the uh, progressing capabilities of computers mm -hmm. uh, and they try to keep up and it was just it was really awkward <laughs> yeah that was because i remember one time i was at my buddy's house i think it was a nirvana album and we're watching, you know, we're sitting there and he goes, dude, look, the last song is 67 minutes long. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing playing right now. He goes, I know we got to wait for the next song. I was like, what? He goes, let's sit here for 67 minutes and see if there's another song hidden in here somewhere. I'm like, all right, well, what happens if we find it at 61 minutes and we want to listen to it again? He's like, oh, you can't fast forward. You just got to listen. Because if you try to fast forward, it's the last track. 
it'll just skip to the end. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? And sure enough, like 62 minutes, dickheads. Yeah. The song comes on. It was actually well, yeah, there, good. There was, also, there was a Blink-182 uh, CD, too, where I think the, the first song, if you rewound it, it like played a secret track. So yeah. it was like the, the opposite of that. But I could rewind it and then listen to it, though. <laughs> the biggest differentiator there. Was I supposed to start the movie yet? I, I just want to make sure. Are you starting? Uh, what, where are you at in the movie? I, I haven't even started it yet. Oh, well, get, get, okay. Go ahead and start it if you want to. Did you start it? Yeah. Oh, you did? About where seven, are you at? A minute eight. A minute uh, eight? Uh, yeah. Holly Shore and, um, and Donnie Marie Osmond's uh, illegitimate child are... Uh, so a minute eight into it is still the credits. No, eight minutes. Eight, eight minutes. Eight minutes, yeah. Got it. I'm sorry, at minute eight. All right, there we go. All right. Got it. Boom. They're chewing on each other's toenails, which that's yep. what, oh, God. God, God. Uh, I four. Uh, oof. Do you, love, <laughs> do you love anyone that much? No. It's okay to say no. I mean. <laughs> Not even myself. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh. That's the gal from uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. That she, her career took a weird turn. I don't think, uh, do you think anyone, I mean, how many people in Hollywood do you believe, if just on paper, without knowing history, you looked at Tom Cruise's movies, you'd have been like looking at going, yeah, that's probably not his best choice, or that's going to be a deal breaker for him. And yet, he looks the same. <laughs> he arguably has gotten bigger and stronger. Oh, you know why that is, right? I mean, it's because he's a Scientologist. Dude. <laughs> I don't know why he is just, if everyone else would just shut the fuck up with Scientology about the levels and the, the, the spermy volcanoes. And it's a multi-level just, marketing religion. But if, now if you, but if you sell the Tom Cruise 40 year plan that makes you look 20 years younger and become a billionaire, here we go. Now I'm in, right? Cause now I'm like, I'm 30. I'm like, fuck, I'd love to look 12 right now and just be really just, you know, and they're like, yeah, welcome to the Tom Cruise plan. And they, but it's Scientology. <laughs> And there's a there's a there's a chance you'll be an extra on his next film. Yeah, and then all these extras, like someone's like, "Oh, look at that! What is he thirty? No, he was 30. They're like, "Wow!" Because he's got the smarts for a thirty-year-old, but the body of a of a seventeen-year-old Olympic swimmer. Good for him. That's what he always wanted. Let's get him a movie. And because it'll be all run by Universal, we won't have to go watch it at some fucking AMC. We'll be in my house. Right. Yeah, let's go back to that AMC thing. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so mad about that. Uh, you know, it, it's it's somebody was uh, on on the the Facebook thread. Um, you know, they're they're angry about it, and I said, yeah, you know, it's really easy to get mad at somebody and tell them why they're wrong and not have any solutions for them, like because you know that they're right and you're just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. There's so, but first of all, <clears throat> there's a gazillion ways AMC could do a better job. In oh my the movie. God. And they just got a, a half a billion dollar investment. Yeah. And it's they're not, like just sitting on it. Uh, uh, maybe they're spending it on popcorn. I don't know. Like, I, I know because, I, I dude, know listen, my, my neighbor, he's like, oh, I, I watched Trolls on, uh, you know, on demand. Yeah, on demand. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, I loved it. It was great. I was like, all right, man, good for you. Proud of you. Uh, AMC is going to, you know, never show a universal film ever because of you, because you're, you're a piece of shit, Trey. 
And he was like, what? And I was like, no. And uh, so I told him the whole story, but he, um, he found it very interesting. He's just like, why wouldn't AMC just figure out a better way for me to enjoy movies? Like, why wouldn't they just do something different? And I mean, this is a guy who buys and sells buses. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not knocking on his crap, but I'm just like, you know, you're not, you're, you're like AMC, you're trying to create a new movie experience every weekend by a new movie, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the only way you're doing the new movie experience. Then there are people who have nothing to do with entertainment. Do not touch right. it. Do not try to create a new experience ever. They're like, our thing is safety, point A to point B, and here's the laws, rules, regulations, and we're going to cover everything for you. That's not creativity. That's crossing T's and dot nines all day long. And they look at you and they're like, oh, you motherfuckers need to get more creative. <laughs> that guy, the most legal guy I know, is like, get more creative? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's not real creative shit either. No, it's not. not. I mean, the stuff that we were talking about, AMC, go somewhere. You want to do Boys in the Hood? Do Boys in the Hood in the fucking hood. You know, yeah. go draft house style. You have all the money to create a following, to work with chefs in all 50 states. You could make it a TV. You could actually make it part of like Paramount Pictures or whomever your new favorite person is with distribution and then have them show the movie showing the movie. Right, you could have an interactive experience for the at-home people as well, and charge a higher price to watch the movie. It's it's not, you know, to your point of I want to get well, the, the thing that out. the thing that's frustrating is AMC is a conglomerate. They yeah. don't just own theaters; they own television channels and stations, and and they have every ability to develop publishing and distribution channels. And, you know, to compete, you know, maybe, maybe not to the degree of a Netflix or a Comcast per se, but they absolutely fucking could because of their relationships with big box office and Hollywood. And they could really own that home theater. You know, think about like when HBO first came out, right? Mm -hmm. How like incredibly just monumental that was right like oh my god like no commercials like <laughs> what <laughs> and hold on and it's a movie i i i missed in the theater <gasps> right exactly like they can reinvent hbo right they could be hbo again right or or reinvented uh but again the, instead they they get mad uh, when universal makes a hundred million dollars on on demand uh and they just got a half a billion dollar investment um I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's, I just don't, it's a weird thing to me. And uh, the lack of creativity is, is what makes me think that Hollywood would be way more excited about um, just about going somewhere else. Like if you hear, if you see AMC and their networks and all the stuff going on, right? Like we're digging our heels in. And then you have all these other outlets, Amazon, you know, Epics, Paramount. You have all these other outlets going, we're not digging our heels in. Come on over. We'll pay you right now. I mean, there's still Netflix and Amazon started making their own content because someone told them they couldn't win awards making, making good content. The Academy. Yeah, now they, 
Now we're going to go do our own thing. Yeah, Netflix is just dominating that space, right? Yeah, and now they're just killing it. And you've got to wonder how much better off would AMC and their conglomerate be, you know, partnering or thinking about that years ago than right now. I did. I, 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 uh, one of my favorite memes of late was the, well, actually, it, it was a Hard Times article. It wasn't a meme, but it was a picture of Jeff Bezos. And I was like, Amazon has decided to just beat the shit out of small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, like, and I'll, I'll relay this back to the movie, right? They're going into their biodome a whole year, pure, pure environment. And here are two assholes that break in. Um, it seems like the two assholes that have broken in are the sickness and then government and big business partnering up to let you know that they're bigger than the sickness. I mean, we had a kind of a cool thing going and then all of a sudden government and big business are like, hold, hold, hold my beer. Let's get together. Let's shut down every small business and make sure the big three businesses can deliver and, and, you know, no one really gets sick and boom, 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 boom. You know, Um, I, I think, um, it's, it's, I, I just, I try to look at everything at face value. Um, I don't allow politicians to uh, sway my, my opinion on science <laughs> or, or public health. Um, and I don't allow, you know, uh, Karen to do that either. Um, and, you know, the, so the thing that gets, the thing that frustrates me is um, we know that all of the, well, look at the bailouts that happened, right, in 2008. Yeah. And we saw how fragile capitalism was then. And yet here we are 12 years later, now in an even worse position than 2008. <laughs> and it's only going to continue to get worse. And we put no, no precautionary measures in place. We didn't, we didn't develop any solutions to mitigate any of the shit that's, that's, falling and bestowing upon the middle class and uh and the challenge i i I guess that i see is i don't know if we're ever going to fully comprehend and or create solutions because it's not in big business corporate and it's not in our government's best interest to do that and so again, you got to ask yourself, you know, how great is the country that I live in? Um, and, you know, you compare it to, you know, you see a lot of studies now to the Switzerland's and the Denmark's of the world, right? Where, yeah, they, they pay an incredible amount of taxes or even UK, right? I mean, fuck, man, UK is paying 90% of people's monthly income, right? Um, and, and so you, you got to ask yourself, like, we might be the most powerful country in the world, but fuck like pandemic hits and everything goes to shit because we need capitalism to be firing on all cylinders in order for it to work. So when one of those, one of those fucking pistons is, is shot, we're fucked, right? It's a trickle effect. 
But then we have things from the SEC like buyback laws for shareholders and, and corporations, which is like the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And then they go and they buy back, they get a billion dollar bailout after they spent $50 billion that they had saved up buying back stock to benefit shareholders. And then they get a $150 billion bailout and none of that gets bestowed upon the workers that help build that company every fucking day of the week. It's gross. That's what it is. It's really gross. Um, that is where I get, you know, that's where I lose my shit. Um, is if you're gonna, if you're gonna own a multi-billion dollar company, it's not hard for you to reach into your billions and feed the people that are working for you. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I would, I've, I've always, I said this, uh, I've said this before. I'm never big on spending other people's money. You know, you, you've got your money, you do what you want to do. Uh, I am big on uh, the, the people that support you or that work for you or around you um, to, uh, to let uh, what you do or don't do be acknowledged. Right. Um, whether it's Jeff Bezos, I don't know that Bezos knows personally. I mean, I'm being nice, right? For once in my life, <laughs> personally, I start now. <laughs> that that level one quarantine's really to make, this, to make this analogy work. I'm going to start. <laughs> make the analogy work. I don't know if he knows personally that there's managers way below him, you know, at the warehouse level that, you know, give someone a 30 second piss break every two or three hours, whatever it is. Right. And I'm going to, let's assume he doesn't know it's, it doesn't matter because at some point in time in your asshole fucktard corporation, you created a culture where that was cool to work people to the bone as hard as you could, most efficiently as you could to measure their pisses by the second. And that makes you a true piece of shit that should be held accountable for anything that happens above and below that manager. Because at some point in time, you instilled that fucking culture. Mm -hmm. You brought it in. I don't think that culture is created without, I don't think something like that, that kind of asshole response is created without that being alive somewhere at the very top. You know, I, I, I would like to think that all successful people started off on a path towards creating better lives for themselves and people around them. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, it's just sad to see it become so grossly disproportionate um, when there's so much to go around. Um, you know, and, and, and now, you know, one of the big things too, and I've been talking about this in another thread online was corporate real estate, mm -hmm. right? Like these massive companies that are paying like tens of millions of dollars a year for ivory towers in the heart of a metropolis. My team works from home just fucking fine. <laughs> You mean I could be saving $50 million a year on real estate? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Don't, I can't, I would, I have a setup. Whoa, whoa, there's a setup on the computer. I can still do Bagel Friday. I can save myself $50 million a year in, in Manhattan real estate and still afford Bagel Friday. Stop. 
and they're hot, fresh delivered to every employee at 8 a.m. Perfect. Okay. Dude, how sick would that be, right? Instead of well, like, that's a smart company, man. Yeah. It's just it's saying, hey, you know what? You guys are doing so good. We're doing Bagel Friday. How? I don't know. We're doing Tiff Treats Friday. How? Because they deliver. That's how. That's right. I'll do that's Domino's right. Pizza Friday. I don't care. That's right. You could or still just, just like a, a weekly food allowance and then have your own thing when we have the whatever Friday. <laughs> and share. And all it is is an advertisement, right? That's right. And if you're a big enough company, let me tell you, Uber Eats or Yelp or someone's going to get in touch with you and go, uh, we'll pay for your reviews. For sure. For <laughs> we'll, for sure. We're, we're giving your company whatever much they want. Where do I sign? Um, but that's yeah. the most real response, right? Because you could be in Cleveland and Houston and it's not everyone's getting something delivered from Applebee's because that's the store in that area. It's all, hey, you guys, here's your Uber Eats thing. Boom, boom. So, so that's the big question now, though, right? Like, I, I, my comment um, on the thread was, imagine all the incredible paintball and laser tag we can have in these vacant corporate facilities. <laughs> and then, and then uh, we, we all know our good friend, Nathan Ryan. Uh, mm -hmm. He's like, you know, maybe you can help address the public housing crisis. And I was like, wow, you're a way better person than I am. Uh, that is not the first thought of I mean, <laughs> like for how many of those buildings? <laughs> right, yeah, All exactly. of them? Yeah. Fuck. I, th no. I, think we, I think we can have both though, right? And like, I mean, and, and we, 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 you know, we, we position it where people have uh, areas, but they have like their own clan, like, you know, and you got to like fight for, it's almost like post-apocalyptic in a way um, inside of these ivory towers. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but any, anyway, I don't know. That's going to be really interesting to, to see what that ends up being like. I think there's going to be, I think you're going to see uh, who's got a really good lobbyist and you're going to see the game, you're going to see the game come out where they're just going to have to try to figure out in the world of who has the most to gain, who has the greatest weakness, if you will. And, um, and I think looking at those two things, there's still gonna be a lot of offices, you know, their banks will be like, well, we have to secure certain things. And then oh, you're going to have, sure, for sure. But think about all the vacancy, right? That's where my head is, is like, is, is exploding right now. What if, is, what if it worked like this? What if, what if office vacancies worked like crop vacancies in the Midwest where you subsidized crops, but instead because of this new turn of events, you subsidize office spaces for storage of documents or disks yeah. or whatever. And then all of these people all of a sudden start making all this money for unused, undelivered upon office space because of the fact that it's there, which is what we've done in the Midwest in subsidizing uh, those, those crops. So I, I, I think there's going to be a lot more, um, you know, it's funny. There's, there's a, people growing their own produce a lot more now and gardening certainly gone up with, with people being at home. And so as you know, there's musician rentals or music, you know, instrument rentals are through the roof as well. Um, I, my theory is that office space is going to have to be so professionally compelling to what it is that you do in order to get you there. It, right. It, it, it can't, it's not going to be about the free food the free coffee and beer anymore, you know, and it's, it's very similar to the model that we're, we're developing that 
if I'm a creative professional, I know that I can't afford a massive, you know, a green screen room or an infinity wall room um, or a podcast radio studio. But if I have all these things built in a space for optimal professional output, works for me, right? Where I just go and I use it when I need it. And it's more of the kind of gym membership thing mm-hmm. um, rather than, you know, indeed having a massive high rise downtown when it's completely unfucking necessary. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, it's going to show the true value of that real estate because it is unnecessary. It really is. It's going to show the true value of it. Not and as unnecessary as what she's doing with that carrot. Yeah, that, that <laughs> carrot. That's how, that's how they make baby carrots. <laughs> that's how she got red hair. Evil little gingers. The other gal's catching fish with a net. The other guys are like, who are the ladies? <laughs> right. Hairdo. Oh, my goodness. I, I feel like we should have smoked weed before we started you didn't? this this session. No, I, I didn't. I made myself a beverage though. I did. A- I was I was actually I was on a, another meeting call before this one. I I don't know what day it is anymore, what time it is. All I know is that my calendar says I have a fucking Zoom call, and I I should probably, you know, at least put a shirt on and and, and <laughs> make myself presentable. <laughs> You're like, shit, it's Jason. I don't have to I'm like, wait, who am I talking to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Did I get that thing done? I think I did. Yeah. We'll, guess we'll, go, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Dude, I had this guy reach out to me. So I had a, uh, a company, uh, a venture capital firm that I, they're like, hey, there's this fund of ours. Can you talk to him? It's like, sure. Call the guy. Email the guy. He goes, yep. Sets up a call. Misses the call. I was like, all right. Sales guy was on there. We chatted a little bit. He goes, let's do it uh, the following Tuesday or whatever. I'm like, okay. Sets up the call, get the email, dial in. Five minutes in, I'm like, just email everyone. I'm like, hey, man, I got on. Uh, No one was on after five minutes. Sorry, guys, got to go. CEO, can we talk now? I'm like, no, I'm actually jumped on another call. He's like, okay, well, here's my cell phone number. And you call me on Saturday. And I'm like, no, like maybe Tuesday. He's like, yep, perfect. So I call on the Tuesday. He answers. He's like, sorry, um, I've got a mask on. I'm at the supermarket, but I really wanted to have this call. And I'm like, I can tell. <laughs> no, ham. No, no. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Ham. Yeah, ham. Right, yeah, yeah. but uh, what kind of ham, though? Okay. Was it honey baked you wanted? Yes, thank you. No, not, no, yeah, no. Yeah, um, we're not going to have a good relationship if it was honey baked. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just the worst. It's, it's a religious thing. It's, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Get a spicy one. Get something. Come on, man. Like, be a, be a get turkey. There's less sodium. Oh, for real. <laughs> guess which one's smarter? Guess what, what judges you less? The turkey's like, well, it was a good shot. <laughs> so did you ever like, end up talking to him? The pig's like, have you read the Constitution? <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever end up talking to this VC? So yeah, so I, I'm, no, so I end up talking. They, they pushed me through to the client. And then they're like, yep. I'm like, can you get it to me tonight? And I was like, sure. Shot him a little three-month breakdown and everything else. But this is what, this is what you should do. And then nothing, and then nothing, and then nothing. So, and then nothing, 
and then nothing. And then I shoot an email out and I said, hey man, I just want to say, uh, it was very nice talking with you. And I, I CC the VC on this one. I go, it's very nice talk, very, very nice talking with you. Uh, however, um, some new contracts came up and I, I never heard back from you. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, my time is now occupied. Uh, but it was once again, very nice uh, talking with you and I wish you and your business all the best moving forward. Boom. Two minutes later, phone rings. The VC. What the fuck is going on? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the email they just said, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh, the guy missed three phone calls until I called him on his cell phone. He was in the supermarket and then demanded something instantly and got it to him right when he wanted it because of respect to you guys and then just never responded after a week of that. And so that's the email that I sent and I was just being polite, letting you know. And there he was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, so anyways, have a good one guys. Wish you all the best. They're just thinking, like, fuck, fuck. Oh, oh my God. But it's like, dude, I mean, I'm not going to be a dick because I, I like, the, I, you know, at the same time, like, hey, you guys, this person's not ready to talk to people. Like, stop. You know, if they complain and they need resources, you tell them, go suck a dick because they're not ready to talk to people. I'm pretty sure that's what's preventing them from talking to people. Oh, dude, just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> would you sign up for uh you know if they uh you always see those uh you know those really stupid fucking pictures of like a cabin in the middle of the woods or right like would you be here without without electricity for a year for a million dollars um would you do a biodome for like a year like on my head um, dude, 45 years old on my head. I'll be like, oh, really? Or, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, the amount of time, right? And the way that, I mean, 45 years, you know, versus that my, my daughter, if it was like, and your daughter has to do it with you, I'd be like, no way. Because my daughter would bring time down to her level, which every minute's longer for her than for me. Because I've experienced so many more of them. Right? So every minute for her, it's just like, and for me, it's like, and for, you know, for my grandmother, it's like traveling to the speed of light. Very old woman, 92. But that is super old. So, you know, so her seconds just go by faster. Uh, you just, you know, some areas are rushed along. And so, I mean, by myself, yeah, this age, if you're like, hey, uh, I'm going to set your family, you and your family for life, but you got to step away for a year. I'll be like, see you guys later. I'll be in Biodome doing what? Nothing. <laughs> in Biodome. Absolutely nothing. Probably come out a little thinner. My, my yeah. poop might be different. I'm a little scared about that. Might be a vegan, actually. Probably going to have to be a vegan. That's really <laughs> going to bother me. I tried that once. Did not like it. I did it for, I don't know. I think we did it for like two or three weeks. I think three weeks. Horrible weeks. It wasn't that bad. You know, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't, I don't consume that much protein anyway. Like, I guess like meat, um, like a lot of, you know, it's more, it's more of the paleo, you know, it's, it's a lean proteins, right? Chicken, fish. Um, the ones so that it wasn't cute. that, 
it wasn't that hard um, to do it. <laughs> the ones that aren't cute. <laughs> God, I fucking love bacon. Um, but, but I, you know, the, the thing is, I don't know. I, I eat, I eat an unhealthy amount of breakfast tacos. I think I have breakfast tacos every day. Oh, they're I delicious. breakfast tacos every fucking day. So do I. That's good. That's yeah, good. dude, that's not, there's something, is it the eggs that they, they don't like to have or? No, no, I, I put, so I do, I do one egg yolk and then I do the, I've got like the egg whites in the, okay. in the, you know, the carton and then I do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually it's eggs, it's onion, peppers, uh, um, and then spinach, cheese, and corn tortillas. Ooh, and nice. then if I've got if I've got a protein, then it's usually bacon or turkey bacon. Then I add a you know a strip of bacon in the taco and call it a fucking day. Nice. Yeah. Now I really want breakfast tacos. Dude, they're, like a, they're always so good. <laughs> they just, they're good all the time. All the time, they're delicious. It was it was weird for me that you know West Coast right they got the breakfast burrito. But they really yeah. don't, they don't have breakfast tacos. They just don't. It's such a weird thing. You know? I'm sorry, but if you fell off the roof, you would not land in an umbrella. No. <laughs> the way that he did. No, those special effects weren't very special. Oh, and, so, uh, so good. It's so, so stupid. Storytelling during this oh, time, during this genre, the storytelling yeah. was, was left real short. <laughs> Real yeah. short. Polly Polly Short. Hey, there you go. Polly Short. Uh, it, what, now Polly Short's rise to co comedy was what? Uh, so his um, his mom owned the comedy store. His mom and dad, I guess, at one point in time, owned the comedy store. Uh, he was a stand-up comic for a while. Became a VJ on um, MTV. Yeah. Then a. Uh, a movie star, I guess you could say. He was in quite a few movies. Yeah, he also did the, um, uh, the Goofy movie. He did a voiceover in that. So, so, so he was, leaning tower of Jesus. So he, never forget you know, that. He was he did a lot of work, um, and then uh, his mom passed away, and now I think he just owns the comedy store. What was he fucking doing recently, though? It was uh, he, it wasn't too long ago where he tried to do some uh, reality TV. Yeah, some reality thing, right? I don't know, man. I mean, I just I would say that either way, he's doing better than almost every Baldwin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe this one. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Baldwin, uh, <laughs> no, right? Alex doing yeah. good. Then you have, there's like seven of them, right? I'm not going to, Billy. I think, I think, no, I think there's nine. There's a lot of them. And <laughs> really, the only one that's doing a great job is Alec. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. Somebody's got to carry the family. And God, those Thanksgivings have to suck. Oh. Worst fucking family gatherings ever. Could you imagine everyone just, but they're just like staunch Republicans. You can do it. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, that or, or like, you know, every year, one of the Baldwins, somebody comes home with like the youngest wife or girlfriend. 
and it's just like like oh yeah she does look 35 yeah i know mine's 28 right yeah (laughs) (laughs) but trust me there's so there's like we should quarantine for a lot longer (laughs) what the fuck do you think is gonna happen Honestly, because there's memes already coming out, like from the airlines. We're in this together. It's like, where were you when my bag was 52 pounds? Yeah, that was hilarious. I fucking love that one. Like, yeah, right. The airlines <laughs> have fucked you twice to Tuesday. They've never been honest, but they're like, man, because of uh, you know uh, the, the threats of 9/11, we had to uh, put these doors on, so we had to put in these extra taxes. You're like, all right, are the doors paid for? They're like, yeah, but. Now it's the weight and the cost of fuel. You're like, <laughs> yeah. fuel yeah. that rock bottom lows are like, yeah, but no one's flying. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, <laughs> and how about the announcement the Rockefellers getting out of oil? It's insane after like yeah. 120 fucking years or whatever. <laughs> and choo choo, here comes the conspiracy train. Choo choo, <laughs> it's coming in your lane. Choo-choo. I feel like we need yeah, we need a we need to produce that bumper and then put it in before like you go off on like a conspiracy tangent. <laughs> <laughs> and now the moment for conspiracy train. <laughs> choo choo, it's conspiracy train. Choo choo, it's coming in your lane. Fuck <coughs> out the way, dude. Uh, you know it's uh, it'll be really interesting to see if there's another consolidation of airlines. Number one, number two. Looks like we're going back to trains, motherfuckers. Like we're going back to trains. <laughs> no buses out there. We're, we're going back to. Yeah, that's right. The buses didn't get a bailout. So fuck. So we're going back to. We're going back to trains. We're going back to boats. Uh, and if you don't like it, uh, too bad. Buy your own fucking plane, then I guess. It's not. Dude. Private equity. This is the moment private equity loves. They're like, keep fucking up. Keep fucking up. I'm going to buy you at two cents on the dollar and I'm going to, I'm going to sell you back to America at $35 on the dollar. That's right. I mean, this is their dream situation and they've got a lot, they've got a shit ton of money. I mean, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist on something, be on the advantages of, of the, you know, multi-trillion dollar industry of private equity and what they're yeah. doing. I mean, yeah, or like, or going down like the, you know, the DeBure family or the Rothschild, right? I mean, there's so many out there, you know, and then randomly, you know, the, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I think one of my favorite stories of the past week was like, yeah, the, the, the Pentagon confirms like UFOs <laughs> and like, yes. they're like, let's just see what works. We, we need, we need it. We need a distraction. Just tell them it was real, Bill. Ah, oh, fuck it. All right. Like it was real. Like, <laughs> It looked like a Tie Fighter, like in the picture that they had, uh, it, dude. It was so so, and so people are like, "Why did the government come out with this on a Monday?" Like, I don't fucking know. Like, dude, I, I think it's hilarious. I love it, but I it's just, it. you know, it's like, why would Budweiser come out with a hard seltzer water for summer <laughs> in December? <laughs> fucking morons. Okay, listen, <laughs> morons. You just you can't. You can't. I need to bring back the frogs. Dude, bring frogs back were the frogs right. were good, except for then you know I got kids drinking, according to uh, psychologists. Well, yeah, that's what they wanted all along, though, right? Like we want well, to I mean, make them addicts while they're young. So it's just like, hey, have you guys tried this fruit beer? And they're like, fruit beer. And they're like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Red Dog. And like Red Dog. Yeah, and like, what? There's only like you know 0.01 percent alcohol in it, so yeah. it's okay. 
You're gonna love it. It's <laughs> yeah. really it's a seltzer. Yeah, I, I remember I remember my cousin and I. I don't know. We were uh, in our early teens, and you know, so for the holidays, my dad would always get from um, from work those chocolate bottles full of liquor and it was like in like a case of them right so there'd be like you know the first row was a rum the second row was like a Bailey's. Oh, the third yeah. row was like a whiskey and it was like little chocolate bottles and shit yes. and we got so Ooh, always fucked the, up. always like the best quality ate, liquor like, two boxes and they immediately came up like <laughs> it was it was <laughs> There was no, there was no feeling good at any point in time throughout that experience oh. besides maybe eating the chocolates. And it was just, it just, yeah, it ended badly. And I can't do like chocolate and liquor anymore. It's just a thing that I can't do. Oh. Although I do every once in a while, you know, chocolate martinis are okay, uh, but I can't like eat those things anymore. It's just not, it doesn't no. work for me. No, nor should they never really me. worked for anyone. Uh, the fact that <laughs> yeah. Guess what? They, they were the affluent person's fruitcake. All right. There's there you go. Like, oh, thank you. Fruitcake. Fruitcake. What is that? Oh my god. That nasty shit they'd bring around. Hey, qu question for you. Seeing how they have a psychologist about everything on everything. Um, and if you look at the, you know the movie Biodome, right? It seems like they brought this best of breed, and they bring these two knuckleheads that come in and. The way it disrupts the group and the uh, the contagion, if you will, that they are right. Uh, I'm gonna call them a virus, whatever. They're not. They're examining everything but how they could work together, right? And I'm wondering in this crazy world and where we're at and everything that's going on, we're not looking at the psychological impact of all the other things that are gonna come with this. Like how many people? No, we're not. How many people are saying like, uh, "There's going to be a lot of bankruptcies," and this is and this is not people out of work. This is people in hospitals for a month, a month and a half, two months, right? Yeah, there's going to be so many bankruptcies from this. There's, you know, the think about all of the public health care clinics that have shut down. That, you know, that or or you know, um, mental mental illness clinics that have shut down that were, were nonprofits. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't remember what it was. It was probably a few weeks ago. I saw um, on the news, somebody that was talking about that and she's literally just every hour on the hour, there's somebody else calling her. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It doesn't matter where they're at. Um, so that, that to me is like the biggest, most disturbing thing. Um, Sorry, hold on. My wife just popped her head in. Hold on. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. I don't think it needs to belong in here. I know. I will tell you about it. <laughs> sorry, I said hi. <laughs> yeah. so, no, I, I mean, that's the... Everybody's worried about money right now. But it's like, what about, what about people with mental illnesses? People that are depressed? Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's heavy. That's yeah. a heavy conversation. Um, I mean, and it leads to other things, right? It's like the self quarantine, you know, what happens to the people that needed groups to go to? Yeah. When they right. had a safe house, maybe to go that's to. Right. It is, it is the, what I, what I hope we would learn at some point in time, some point in time, 
would be that in, in some way we wouldn't have these issues where it is black or white. It's off or on. If you want it on, you're bad. If you want it off, you're bad. If you want it off, you're good. If you want it on, you're, you know, it's just polar opposites. It's the only way to do it versus taking a step back, trying to understand what's going on and giving pause to the full idea of what we're doing so that we can, even if we're not currently prepared, know the repercussions of where we're at to make sure we are prepared. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any faith in our ability to come up with proper protocols, right? And, and, and to be honest, we have proper protocols but the current administration just felt the need to say, fuck it. <laughs> it got rid of it in 2018. Right. Like, so there's, so there's not only a, uh, my, my faith is not only uh, uh, shuttered in the fact that we just have incompetency and, and greed and in, in complete corporate buyout of, of government, but also in the fact that when we do have things set up, they say, fuck it and fire everybody anyway. <laughs> You know, like they're, they're intentionally going out of their way to say, I'm not going to have a pandemic. Like, like when was the last time anybody called Laura? Like, like <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even know who she is. We're paying her $150,000 a year to just wait for something to happen. Really? Yeah. We should probably fire her. Like, Oh wow. Something happened. What happened to Laura? We fired her. Fuck. Right. <laughs> so we're, we're, it is, it's self-sabotage. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's scary. It really is. It's really scary because that's when, there's a clear divide, right, in wealth and power. We know wealthy people will always find a way, period. They've got money to do so. It's okay for them to do it. We know that lower income, middle-class Americans will never have the ability to buy their way out of a jam. Yeah. Um, so it, it just, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's you know, I, I think George, you know, George Carlin said it the best, right? It's all bullshit and it's bad for you. Um, and uh, his take on politics and government was always so spot on. It's, uh, you know, Adam Carolla just did that talk on, I think it was Fox News maybe, about where they're ticketing and why and how government's roles have changed. You know, where it's, he used LA as an example. He goes, you know, you can be right across from the the most popular cemetery in, in LA. And on one side of the street, on the cemetery side of the street, there's a cop. And he's ticketing people driving by going too fast. And on the other side, there's people illegally selling flowers. And they're not being ticketed or being told to stop at all. In fact, people before they're turning into Forest Lawn are buying flowers there. And only the people speeding are getting in trouble. And why would that be? And it's like, oh, well, this demographic that I'm ticketing, now I know I'm generating income for the person I have out there. I can't ticket someone who can't pay the ticket. That's true. So, you know, and, and, and when you look at it that way, it's like, why have we set up a government built 
on ensuring that we find a way for someone to fuck up so we can maximize that fuck up to keep moving forward to pay for this awesome government mm-hmm. that only takes from me when you fuck up well it's the same it's the same reason that i can go across the street from the hospital and get a tylenol for 50 cents pack of two of them but it's a hundred dollars per tylenol in the hospital in which i'm currently in it's you know it's it's, it's it, you know it, again we were we were we are a country built on capitalism and I'm, I'm all about free market i'm all about capitalism uh but i also believe that it's it's in capitalism's best interest to um make sure that it takes care of the ones that help it be that free market and we don't do a very good job of doing that clearly um, and we haven't frankly um, for a very 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 long time and so you know i i i do believe that if you work your fucking ass off and you you do something incredible you should absolutely be rewarded for that um and and i would hope you know that you would reward the people that help you do that every fucking day um and you know it, it, the the unfortunate reality is if you it comes full circle when you look at government right um there's a reason why no congress per you know congressman wants to have term limits because you know their salaries have gone up exponentially over the past two decades because of corporate you know there's no cap on corporate buy-in into politics number one and, and so number two now that we don't have term limits we don't have we don't have uh you know super pack limits you know it's uh, i'll take money from anybody and you see people that should be making Two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year, not only have free health insurance, so they don't give a fuck about anybody else, but making millions of dollars because of people that are donating to their campaigns and their causes. And unless that changes, nothing else is going to change. You know, I, I'm. I would like. A, I would like to see a study of when there was a shift from government to corporate purchased government. Because I think it's been a slow, steady burn over decades. You know, it's not something that just happened. You know, I think I'm pretty, pretty certain that Mitch McConnell is going to be around with cockroaches. And it's very unfortunate because that guy just needs to die in like the worst possible way. Um, and, you know, but the, it's, it's, that's what's fascinating. But again, right, it's, it takes care of the people that take care of it. And so it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's like a, a virus, right? And, it, and the unfortunate reality is there are people that need to benefit from it and there are people that don't. Um, and if you look at like the, uh, oh, I love you. Can I? Oh, yes. Uh, right. <laughs> Bye-bye, Johnny. Hold on, there you go, Harper, ready? Boom. Hey Harper. Yeah. Night night disco. Okay, night night, <laughs> She's like, oh, now I'm on I'm on mic now. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> hey, Lizzie, good night to the dog real quick. All right, Harp. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. Like again, right? It's 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 a club and you ain't in it, right? Again, another yeah. George Carlin line that I that I love. Uh in uh, so you know, I, what about what about this like fascination of getting to Mars though, right? That's what always, uh, you know, 70% of our 
planet is ocean and we we've explored a fraction of what's in the earth we're like, we yeah, have we're this done. morbid fascination right of like getting off the planet like, <laughs> I've, this... I've never i've never understood that yeah we haven't fucked it up from the very very beginning we're like <laughs> then let's really dig deep into mars now it's really let's is it is it just dust? Can we bring water and then fuck it up again? We could. Are you are you sure? We're like, yeah, perfect. You know, well, that's kind of what we do. I mean, look at them in Biodome. They got out. They escaped. How did they get that many tickets and their car not towed? <laughs> and there's no boot on it either. There's no boot. Oh, there is the boot. That's right. There was the boot. <laughs> it's been a minute. Oh, the boot. <laughs> Now they just tag your license plate. You go park anywhere and they will. Uh... Dude, there's so many places in Chicago <clears throat> where, you know, usually if you see like a no parking sign or whatever, you'll, you know, you won't park there. <laughs> but in Chicago, <clears throat> there won't be any signs. And then you'll park there and then you'll come back and there'll be a fucking boot on your car. And they'll be like, oh yeah, you can't park here. I'm like, where the fuck does it say I can't park <laughs> okay. here? They're like, oh, you just can't park here. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> show me where it says i can't park here and why i owe you 250 dollars to get a boot off my car yeah I'm like well little jimmy's down the street does it for a hundred but the tire might pop <laughs> exactly yeah that's a um it's a corrupt thing once again making money off of people's mistakes ensuring sure. that there's a way for someone to fuck up i was i mean even here in our uh, in our little cul-de-sac area, I was touching up the paint on our driveway that was been painted there since we moved in. The next day, I got a letter from the HOA. You can't paint uh, this area a different color without consulting. I was like, I didn't. It was like that when we bought the house. They're like, no, it wasn't. Thank God I had picture evidence before and after <laughs> from our realtor to send to them these pictures like oh yeah sorry well just don't do it i was like don't do what fucks don't, don't do make what? it look good <laughs> don't just you know don't well you know what you didn't do so don't do what <laughs> you don't, don't do. do what you thought you didn't do that you should have done but you're not going to yeah and then you know the other parts of those things <laughs> great with a smile dude, on your face. We get stupid shit from it. Dude, HOAs have to be one of the most useless fucking associations. Greatest like, way to steal property ever. Absolutely. absolutely. You don't pay your mortgage. If you don't pay your mortgage, they can't come take your house. You don't pay I, HOA. I feel like, and they'll I feel take like your house. every president of HOAs was just that kid in high school that just got the shit kicked out of them. And now they finally found a way to be important on a board and then just shit all over everybody oh. and make them feel miserable about the stupid shit that they do for their houses and the property. <laughs> a board that nobody wants and a board that has exactly. five advisors all named Karen, <laughs> all with fucked up haircuts. They get it super cuts next to their kids. So they can get them cut at the same fucking time. Look, we're in it together. I have a buzz cut in the back too. Let's go to Applebee's. <laughs> oh, Jill's hair's getting long. Oh, yeah, bro, Jill's hair is getting long. <laughs> Get them. The bangs. Pop those bangs. I want them to go around. Keep the noise away. 
No, you're doing a good job with that, Karen. There is not. I'd be late for the HOA. I drink myself into. Did, did you see that? Me. Did you see that post on like the whole the whole argument against Karen? How is it's like a, you know, like a a new form of racism? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> what happened? When did we become so soft? What I mean, see, like I'm not. Like, I like all people. Well, but everybody blames millennials, wheel, right? But this squeaky wheel syndrome of this this gets the most attention, and so therefore this is. I mean, no. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm going to blame it on the '80s Christians and Tipper Gore because I don't believe there was that many of them, and they just scared politics and big business into making them think there was a lot of them. Yeah. You know, they conned the media into the polls, right? The, hey, so do you believe in the big man upstairs? And people are like, yeah, sure. The media's like, holy shit, like there's Christians everywhere. There's 80% believe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, sorry, Lord. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. We're going to talk to the Pope tomorrow. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. This is amazing. I got to get my, I got to go to church. You know, because they just feel like, here, take the, you know, give out this survey. We're like, oh, we'll do it. And of course, it's from God. So it's going to be honest. And it wasn't. And they just manipulated their fucking numbers. Now they're like, well, they're the, they're the big dogs. And then you, know, you got to think about their bastard children. They're like, who? They're like, the Mormons are like, fuck, those people are crazy. They wear magic underwear. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, I've, I've always wanted to get like, you know, uh, a Mormon and a Scientologist and just do like a, mock trial and just have them argue which religion is more uh, believable <laughs> based off of fact and <laughs> are you going to base it off of an older man who made shit up for what 60 years or a 13 year old who made shit up for 13 years <laughs> are you going to make it believable in the fact that it's golden tablets from god or <laughs> aliens ejaculating into volcanoes. <laughs> and is that because I'll, um, I'll take uh, aliens ejaculating for a million, Bob? Is that only because a 13 year old didn't know what that was because of the time? <laughs> or because L. Ron Hubbard was a porn freak? <laughs> Dude, it's so wild, <laughs> man. People grab onto the most wild shit. <laughs> and it's not oh, hard. Shit. It's not hard to run with it. If you if you are creative at all, I will tell you right now in your most depressed moments, do not look at conspiracy theories because you'll get engaged with them. You'll create a wilder conspiracy theory and someone will make you believe the conspiracy theory you made up that you told them to tell you that it was a fact in your Nostradamus. That's right. That's gonna happen. That's right. And if you can't get yourself out of that out of that paradox well my friend you are done d-u-n dude it's it's i don't know man like uh the alex joneses of the world right it's like how did you know the uh, how was he bigger than wild shit how is he bigger than abc nbc cbs and fox how how is he and joe how are he and joe rogan the two biggest media outlets in the world Is Alex Jones still up there? Yep. That's so fascinating.
I can't. I can't even. Got to remember all the radio. And now all of um, his Amazon webs hosted. Amazon. Fiber. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Um, dude, I had a, you know, I was on Man Cow a bunch back in the day when I was playing music professionally. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great studio. Uh, everybody's super nice. Uh, they had a really comfortable green room for everybody. Like it was, it was a really cool experience. Uh, yeah, I was on there a few times as a, not as a guest, but as like the, the talent. Mm -hmm. um, but there was one time I'll never forget. Uh, I think it was around the holidays. I had a bad cough. And so like, I was like trying to like hold in my cough. Obviously my microphone wasn't on, but then as soon as I started playing, all of them started coughing over me playing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I deserve that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, man. They, uh... so, I mean, if I was in a biodome in, I found a way out. I would definitely have a party there. A hundred percent. Now we're seeing the aftermath of the, of party. the party that they just had. And yeah. they're mad about it. What, I, think they're, I think they're mad about it because it wasn't their idea. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always interesting what, uh, what the trend is or not the trend, but like, oh, I'm so mad. You know, this is a sacred place and I'm so mad. It's like, you weren't mad last night. We were coming in here. You weren't mad when we broke in. You weren't mad when the party was going on. Now, really what made you feel so self-righteous? I'm just super curious. Please do tell. It was it the pizza or was it the pepperoni? Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who that young lady was. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember either. Much like, is that Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He found the Lord, didn't he? Is that the one that found the Lord? No. One of them found the Lord. Wasn't, okay. One of them did. He became, because he was on uh, with um, uh, Jason Dick and um, Jason and Deb. <laughs> just talking about Jesus and Jason Dick was just like, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okie <laughs> And he <hoodles. laughs> yeah, Guys, we need better uh, protocols to... I guess he had a bodyguard, you know, and the dick man's just like, oh, well, this is damn fucking weird. Nope. Don't like it at all. <laughs> and we're done. Okay, so going to a break. <laughs> Can we just play music while he's talking? So it like, feels like we're on the air, but we're actually not. Anything. Play last year's interview with anyone else, please. <laughs> Have it talking about cock rings. I don't care. <laughs> the worst. Oh. How do you? It feels like this is a... This is, I feel like this is our response to healthcare. We tried it, didn't work. Uh, well, you guys didn't pay for everything. You really didn't set the program up right. The, the people who didn't it couldn't afford it. The people who didn't need it could afford it. So they took it. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of lied about a couple of things. 
you, you made a lot of promises, but then you realized, oh, there's state powers, and then there's, oh, there's insurance regulations, oh, and there's this, and you know, you kind of made all this stuff up. But anyways, we tried. Okay, sorry, it didn't work. You guys are all fucked now. Who can't afford healthcare? I'll see you later. Uh, dude, I, uh, healthcare <laughs> has to be the most, not only is it the most important thing that people need, um, but just stupidly difficult to understand, like unnecessarily, outrageously um, insane for people to understand exactly what they're getting for what they're paying before they actually need certain things to happen and then realize that they weren't covered because they didn't have, you know, tarantula poison, you know, or whatever in their insurance to prevent that. So now, so now it costs them a half a million dollars and they go bankrupt. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the, the healthcare industry was literally set up to bankrupt people. That was it. Yeah. It's, it's really all they, they're really good at. And they're like, and when you think you're getting out, ah, rush right back in with all these loopholes. That Stephen Baldwin holding the key. <laughs> and we're just going to survive. And he's going to swallow it. <laughs> He'll do it. He will swallow it. Bro, don't, you know, but it's, this is, these are our lives no matter what it comes to, right? Whether it comes to healthcare, you know, doing the right thing. I mean, the biggest pain in the ass, hard ass part of this that I've seen is, dude, well, two things. I want to run two things by here. One, um, and I gave it the opportunity with my buddy, but he really hasn't talked to me about it. So I'm going to ask my friend who's not a pastor. But I said, after this pandemic starts, if churches do not, if all of them don't meet, all the evangelical churches out there, right? All of them out there who are sending missionaries all around the world, if they don't meet, they got a lot of explaining to do. Because you got to remember, you send a missionary to Russia or China, you tell them to get that Bible and go meet with people, they get found out, they get killed, get sent to prison. Right? Especially a lot of Middle Eastern. Yeah. So countries. you get found out, right? Two, three, four, five of you, you don't know each other. Ooh, and you got a Bible? You're dead. They've been, they've been preaching that for how long? COVID-19 comes around and the government says you can't meet and you say, okay, we got Zoom. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you got some splaining to do. Why is it okay for us to not put our lives in jeopardy, our lives in danger? Why is that? Why are we above that? Because our laws are different? Because we're better? Because we're white? What is it? Oh, do tell, please, by all means, just chatter me up here because it seems grossly arrogant and judgmental. And you've mm -hmm. created these scenarios that really never fucking existed. Yep. So someone's lying. Yeah. Dude. The, the unfortunate repercussion of ignorant religious people is 
there's a part of me that says, fuck it, let them, let them congregate and get the virus <laughs> to, to each his own. Right. I'm yeah, like, go. It was kind of like, it, it was, it, it was literally watching Mike Pence walk through the hospital without the fucking mask on. Right. I was like, good. Hey buddy, way <laughs> to pull, way to pull, way to pull the party line. And if you're honestly, if you're really looking at shit, if you really are, you're like, I hope he dies first. Because I don't want him running the country. A guy who can't be in a room with a female without like four other males, handcuffs, a ball gag, and someone with some astroglide. It's like otherwise, that's not there. A female can't be there. And neither, neither can a croissant for that matter. Okay, freshly baked, you know what I'm saying? I've got some burns. <laughs> Dude, my, I think some of my favorite stories are like the, you know, the, the, the religious right wing fanatics that just absolutely hate gay people that end up dying from gagging themselves or you know end up getting caught with a male hooker or prostitute oh the guy who was just like, doing meth on the weekends <laughs> exactly just just in hotel rooms just like letting his freak out and then he's like and then just running around with straight guys going who doesn't love they just oh who only loves pussy god's pussy of course the one that you've married into right that good good of god's pussy <laughs> i'll be right back <laughs> some men suck some cock it's you know the it's i i um a lot of times my argument is that the churches should pay taxes for the stupidity of a lot of the people that follow um and not everybody is right there's i'm i'm there's a a lot of really good churches doing a lot of really good work there's a lot of really good religious um gatherings as i'll call them not necessarily churches i was born and raised Catholic, you know, can't say I'm a huge fan, but I, I am able to get married in a church if I so choose. And I did not choose to do that. Um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I've, I've, uh, this kind of comes back to the whole government thing too, right? There was a point in time where the church and the state were separate, right? Yeah. Separate church and state. And then over the years, it was, you know, now Trump is like the second coming of fucking God. <laughs> and you got to drink this, this silver liquid if you want to, you know, cure COVID and, and not have AIDS. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing because it was, you know, you talk to people and I'd be like, you guys, come on, we all know the Bible and the church and. You know, I mean, come on, let's just be honest about this cat over here. And they're like, better than this. And I'm like, okay, then your argument isn't that he's godly. It's better than this. Yeah, listen, we yeah. know he's better than Jared from Subway, but that's not setting the bar yeah. very high. Okay? Come on. <laughs> okay, come on. And it was just, but it's just, it's always such a, uh, a horrible argument, but B, also, my thing was this, if you guys, if, if you believe the Bible, right? With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. If you have the faith of a mustard seed and you say move, the mountain will move. The faith of a mustard seed. So who, why do you care who's president? If you have faith, right? If you put all your faith in God and you just go and work, right? So you're a worker bee for God. And the job you have is because that's the job God gave you, right? You, you know, you, you're a good Christian. You pray every day. The prayer got you here, got you there, got you everywhere. Now you got this job. So you just pray, go to work, pray, go to work. Burp, 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 burp. 
that's the world. And then everything else will work out. And then you don't have to do anything. I mean, you got some explaining to do now. <laughs> right? I, I, honestly, I think the, uh, um, how about the, uh, you know, it, it, one of the things I was going to mention was, I think, you know, the, the earth does a really good job of making sure that it takes care of itself. And clearly with all the, the creatures and the viruses and the things that, that have developed by way of, of animals and right and other things over the over the the history of, of man. Um, clearly it does a really good job of doing that. But you know, what about this theory that the virus was a a made in a lab versus transmuted from bats? which they, I believe, have confirmed now um, to humans. But everybody thinks that some guy from Harvard, you know, uh, going, uh, <laughs> what, what, what was the conspiracy jingle? The, <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the, yeah, that's right. That's right. Conspiracy train. Late, uh, get out of your lane. Here comes the train. It was the guy from Harvard that uh, got arrested or whatever, and, and, and he somehow manifested the COVID nineteen in a lab in China, and and then, you know, I, I went down, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm not gonna lie, I did. I read a, it was a very long article with a bunch of sources, and and it, it had me hooked. It had me hooked, Jason. Now, where it lost me, and it's unfortunate because if they confirmed this one crucial piece in a very somewhat believable uh, wormhole of a conspiracy mm -hmm. was everything completely made sense. There was articles providing factual insights into the Wuhan, you know, uh, conservatory of, of, you know, virology and, and all these other things or whatever. Right. And, and the thing about, they, they mentioned that there was a virology, there was a breach at that facility and that patient zero got out. And that was like the start of, you know, where we're at now. And I was like, holy shit, right? Like, fuck, there was a patient zero? Like, oh my God, like what's going on? And so I tried to substantiate that claim and there was nothing there. And then I lost, I lost all. Yeah. It's hard that. to find. I, I will, I will say this in, in all fairness, I, I will say this. Um, if you are a conspiracy theorist, believe this part, this is a test <laughs> run because the way information was dispersed, the lack of continuity in certain messaging allowed for so much to pop up that it was a good test run for how Facebook and YouTube can silence you and make sure that you, if you think you're telling the truth, that they can decide it's not the truth and just kick you off the platform and you have no say in it whatsoever. So it gave, it gave the government a good test. If you're a conspiracy theorist, this is a government's good test run in what they believe is a warning or what the virus is you are, the, the person who speaks up, what you're going to be or who you are. There it is. There's your, there's your conspiracy theorist test run.
you know, if this, if this is one. Um, I'm still, I'm still wondering if there's more to this virus than what we're told. Well, I think- N1 killed more people, SARS killed more people, right? And we didn't yeah, shut yeah, down. Yeah, that, 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 that's shut all, down. I, I know, but like the- Like this. It, those viruses don't travel the way that this virus does. That's the whole reason why things have been shut down, right? You could be walking with the virus for weeks before you show symptoms. So it, it is a precautionary measure mm-hmm. that we're taking. And, and we don't have a fucking vaccine. Every, everything else there's a vaccine for. Uh, <laughs> 18. We, right. Yeah, right. Like, so it's, it's uh, that's where it's scary. It, it can live in you. You can transfer it you don't even know you have it most viruses aren't like that i mean i guess the the crazy part to me was that a majority of people can have it and show no symptoms yep and just roll with it and that's where it comes into you know the idea of or you know the, the the thought process that is okay we don't know what this is. We don't have a cure for it. We know that you can travel with it wherever you want, right? You are the virus in the biodome. We don't know where you are at all times. And we don't know how, you know, we, we kind of got an idea of peaks, which I find, I do find it weird on the conspiracy thing real quick on it, but we're taking advice from the two most infected people, right? New York, in LA are like, let me tell you how to do this. And we're just like, great, please do tell us. More people have been infected in your area than anywhere else. So by all means, give me all your info. We probably shouldn't take your advice. Or maybe we shouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> but no, you keep getting more people infected than anyone else. But it's, you know, you just, you're gonna get this shutdown, right? And when you're booting things off and you're, you're moving things around, you're not letting people openly talk about stuff as crazy as it may be. You're going to create this mountain of distrust that it's going to make this look like a biodome movie conspiracy theory. Well, about as believable as making bombs out of coconuts. Exactly. <laughs> but does it matter if someone feels wrong? Right. I mean, to the point of people that are um, that have a pension for conspiracy or a want for conspiracy or desire or just, you know, find it interesting or how much push do they need before everyone's a bad guy, before all the news is bad. Right. So so that's an interesting point. You know, some of the things that are really fucked up is the all of the pullback on environmental acts and you know uh, things that help us not be you know the next china or india with pollution um are just being completely burned 
system right now in spite of everything, right? Like, yeah, you can, I don't think the Native Americans are going to mind if you, if, if you built that fucking pipe there. How big could the pipe be? Yeah, right. Oh, that big? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, oh, so we need to kill like, I don't know, a thousand acres to put it there. That's fine. I'll grow back, right? Um, that's fucked up, number one. Um, you know, number two is really just the, uh, I guess the gross amount of exploitation that people have in, in very desperate times, right. Where it's, you know, we're going to, uh, hold ventilators to the highest bidder, or we're going to, you know, capitalism, I think has shown it some of the ugliest pieces of itself during this pandemic in like the most outrageous ways possible in its medical supplies um, or it's not taking advice from, you know, uh, potential pandemics knowing weeks, potentially months in advance. And it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, nobody handles a pandemic better than I do. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah the government's like hold my beer hold on a second yeah it's it's so that that to me is what's really fascinating um yeah but but how people can still use the pandemic as a bipartisan issue when it shouldn't be and it's like, no, this isn't Democrat versus Republican. This is live or die, right? <laughs> but but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna we're gonna politicize the fuck out of it because America. You know, and that's that's the hardest part, man. Because it just it takes anyone's good intention, and then they add MAGA on the end of it, or you know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, Trump, you know, fuck Trump or he created this or whatever, whatever the shit may be, right? Whatever. But it's like you guys, honestly, if lives don't, you know, I, I told one buddy this. I did bust a, a buddy's balls. Sounds painful. Yeah, painful. Well, <laughs> here's the problem. Fuckhead comes soon and he's just he goes, you know what? So I'll let you know. For all these states that are opening up, you're selfish, you're greedy, all you want is profits. Fuck you guys. I hope you're the first states to fail. I hope America never bails you out and film this tyrant. And I said, hey man, that was really aggressive. And he's like, honestly, man, fuck all you guys, especially you guys in Texas. And I said, really? So it's just it's about human lives and just saving lives and the best. And he goes, yeah, it is. I said, okay, that's pretty interesting. Because, I mean, honestly, where do you get your weed from? Uh, oh, so, well, it's not legal in your state. So where do you get your weed from? How's that weed get there? How many lives are, lives are lost in the drug war globally? Just curious if you want to know. Happy to, uh, you know, give you some stats <laughs> on that. If uh, that'll make you feel better, um, that's interesting though. Yeah, no, no, no. So, also, um, man, what do you own for stocks and stuff? Just curious, you own any uh, big corporate stuff? 
anything around sugar, you know, Captain, these are the guys are going to get you. Come on, man. They've already got you, son. <laughs> been getting you since the jump. Don't buy into the hype. I own for a minute. It's true. Just have. I mean, I, I, I will say this too. I patted, I patted ourselves on the back when I saw the announcement. South by Southwest and Amazon have joined forces. The movies that were going to be launched at South by Southwest will now be seen free on Amazon. Dude, talk about like the most <laughs> unshared announcement in, in South by and Amazon history. <laughs> Do you have Amazon Prime? Do you have Amazon Prime where you order off Amazon Prime while watching a movie on Amazon Prime? And you know the actors' names? I'd like to share an announcement with you. Dude, I, I, I feel like a like beauty package that was on discount got more social attention than that announcement did. It was, dude, it was, uh, it, it was very disappointing. I'll tell you, the only thing more disappointing is Monday Night Football on Amazon. And they're like, <laughs> and the sub channel under foreign languages, two ladies talking about football. If you'd like to listen in, wink, wink, they're kind of smarty about football. Nod, nod. They'll be talking about the same game with no time delay. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> You're like, thanks for encouraging me to have women involved in the NFL. Amazon, you fucks. <laughs> Dude, I... how how do they fuck these announcements up every time? We are not high dollar, multi million dollar exit packages executives, and we look at this shit. We're just like, who who won the award? Who won the Dude, award? Dude, I could, with a fraction of a fraction of a percent of a fraction of Jeff Bezos's wealth. I could make more meaningful content and get it, you know, shared on the regular. <laughs> like it's, it's insane. Like when you are a trillion dollar company and you can't get above 500 shares on a post, kill yourself. I mean, like fucking honestly. fire everybody. You need to start over. Uh, you are doing everything wrong and clearly nobody likes you. And you need to just start fresh. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's a <clears throat> it's broken, man. It is. <laughs> it's all bullshit, and it's bad for you. <laughs> it is, and I just look at it, and I'm just, and I, and then I, I laugh, but I laugh about that. Hey, AM, that where I was like, hey, MC, if you want your problem solved, honestly, go call us. Let yeah. Me, I mean, I'm, listen, we will, you're not going to like the answer, A. No. B, sometimes the group, the three experts in front of you won't like the same answer, right? So you're going to feel powerful because you're going to think you're going to side with someone and really yeah. understand that we still all agree. We just sometimes disagree on dumb shit. So who's yeah. Gonna... yeah, it should be blue instead of red. Yeah, but it's, but it's like, hey, guys, it's not rocket science either. No. You are, you are figuring out what McDonald's figured out when they're like, oh wait, there's not that much value of having roadside restaurants 
and restaurants and malls, two places people just aren't randomly stopping by, and instead, I'll license my McDonald's next to the gas station. Because then people can just make one stop for both poison. We can poison the earth and our bellies at the same fucking time. It's going to be amazing. Hang on to your hat. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do have a, a, a guilty pleasure for McDonald's cheeseburgers. I do. No, they're I, amazing. I yeah, I don't no, know. they're I like great. It's, it's, and it's, they're it's, not. Gr- I mean, they're 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 not. They're great. Not great, but they're amazing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I like, and they're only they're a dollar, like a dollar and some change. Like, that's when like a sore pick. You, you can't beat it. When was the last time you had one? Uh, a few weeks ago, I think. You know, I, I, Colin loves you know his his chicken nuggets, so he gets them every once in a while. Um. But yeah, so if I go through the drive-thru, then yeah, I mean, I, of course I get my large Diet Coke for a dollar. I mean, like I'm, I'm American, right? Like, <laughs> and, then, and then usually a cheeseburger with it, right? That's $2.10, like right? Like, like get them out of here. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Like, did you, did you wipe my card off before you give it back to me? No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, it's uh but you know, going back to what you were talking about and in, in talking with AMC, I tell everybody that all the time. You know, as marketers, we always come in as the experts, but we leave as the assholes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because you know what? Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how I feel about it. I'm gonna tell you how it is because I'm gonna look at everything and I'm gonna assess it. And then you guys are gonna tell me how you feel about it. And I'm gonna say, no, 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 no. This is this is how it is. <laughs> this is what it needs to be. So if you want to go from here to there. We need to build that bridge. We need to. We need to. Uh, no, you don't want to do that. Uh, no, it's your company, and, and you want to do things your way. Okay, then I'm going to take my check for the first month payment because I gave you all the, you know, all the reporting, and, and then I'm going to leave because I don't need your money for you to yell at me because things aren't working because you're a fucking idiot. I just don't. It's not going to work out that way. It's not going to work out that way. And I, I feel like a lot of these. Uh, a lot of these corporations are spending a lot of time um, because we've seen an uptick, right? So for, for example, in collective, right? Our incubator that we run, um, we're getting applications left and right. Just out of the blue. We haven't really, I mean, we just made the announcement that we're going virtual in our last newsletter. So apply. Great. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. But even before that, the, the biggest innovation has come out of downturns in the economy. Now's the time to invest in innovation, invest in entrepreneurs, partner up with innovation programs, and not yell at Universal for releasing a film on on demand. It's just not. It's a bad look. <laughs> Dude, and especially when on demand works, I mean, it just, I don't know. It's a, uh, an interesting world that we're living in where we're in, we're in a unique position because of how we see the world, right? We've wanted this for years. We've talked about it for years. We've joked about it. We've seen companies try to do something about it and fail or maybe slightly succeed. We've seen this going on for years. And so there's a level of, oh, you guys are only here yet frustration or complexity that makes me shake my head and go, you know, this is where, from experts to assholes, we thought with all your money, you'd have moved on a little bit farther. We thought you'd been a little bit better. 
you know, the, um, that's what frustrates me is these corporations spend billions of dollars on R&D when they can invest that into innovation programs and entrepreneur communities and actually have real solutions. Um, but they don't. And instead, Amazon tells me that the video is unavailable <laughs> because the movie's ended. Um, I have no idea what they're talking about either. But, you know, I, I, Biodome was an interesting choice in that everybody's in a Biodome now. Yeah. And, you know, it, perspective is a bitch. And it's not always going to be good. You know, um, fuck, man. I don't even like talking about how much we lost out on South by, but it hurt. Everybody's hurting. Um, but what do you do? Right. You sit around and wait and yell at on demand and universal or you figure shit out. So I'd rather figure shit out. I think there is when this is all said and done, the reason you're getting more applications and uh, we're going to see a bigger uptick in uh, entrepreneurism. So many people lost jobs. I mean, they were doing nine to five because it was secure. I was take, I was going to my job because it was secure, right? It's like, here we go. I drive from here to here, pull in, do -do, go to my job. I get my paycheck. You know, I work these hours. Do that. You know, like that's, you're bringing, up a really good, you're bringing up a really good point, right? Because again, we're entrepreneurs. I know that your wife probably thinks you're batshit crazy just the way, you know, same way that Coralie does and that like, hey, shit's really good right now, but next month it's going to be really shitty or it might be. I don't know. Things yeah. seem to be going okay, but right? Like we just do what we do. Like, and I don't settle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's the, I think it's one of the only times and, you know, the crazy, you know, entrepreneurial journey I've had, uh, but also being married and being with Coralie, we're kind of glad you own your own company right now. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, yeah. Granted, some of our, some of our engagements and clients were affected because their clients aren't paying them and stuff like that. But fuck, I know at the end of this, not only because we happen to be in media tech, and we're going to be okay. And we're going to come out the other, the other end of this stronger, better, faster, all that, you know, whatever the, the Daft Punk song says, right? Um, but the, uh, it's, we've already been working from home. We've already been working remote. It, it, not much has really changed besides the fact that, you know, I can't go out and get drunk with Paul a few nights a week. <laughs> go to events and, and meetups and networking things. Um, but anyway, I think uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what the quote unquote new normal is going to be after all of this. And I, you know, and I think the, um, what the, what the media should learn from this and what uh, people should learn from this, right. Is the, uh, we're going to have to also figure out a, a new trust and a new communication factor, right? This pros and cons thing, this turning people against people without understanding the psychology, not once in this pandemic 
as a psychologist come on and talked about why people might want to go to work until until the media owns the responsibility to mitigate disinformation and is held accountable to do such and and chooses people and information over profits that'll never happen you're always going to have people to grab onto their beliefs find articles that they believe in regardless of whether or not it's true if it's false if if it if it pins somebody against somebody else it's never going to change it's not even on the other side of this we talk about it now because we're in it guarantee when when people start going back to normal it's it will be business as usual when it comes to politics because media doesn't fucking do anything to screen and make sure that what's being put out there is relevant it's truthful and is not a foreign government creating you know uh, retargeted facebook groups to push disinformation and, and invest millions of dollars to do so to reach millions and millions of Americans on a regular basis. It's not going to happen. Well, I mean, who would, you know, who would do that? <laughs> Crazy person. It's me. Well, also, it's like, I mean, it's, yeah, I look at one of those things and I go, if the media really did care, right, would they ever investigate why Joe Biden beat out Bernie Sanders? Why the DOC prior? you know, held people down. They just, they don't look at themselves, let alone look at, I mean, where's the reporting, the mainstream reporting been on uh, the NRA not being a nonprofit and being investigated for being a for-profit and the hundreds of millions of dollars it's stolen from that nonprofit. What's happened? I mean, on both sides, right? It's just, it blows my mind when they're like, oh man, we're so impartial. As long as we're, you're not impartial to what we're, you know, as long as you're in the same boat and you yell at the right thing, then we're good. You know, I mean, Epstein, ABC had the information on it years prior. Didn't do a thing about <clears throat> it. No, of course not. It, you know, I mean, I have a, and this is where I think the disconnect comes in one putting maybe just one group or two groups that holds information as the media, but two, assuming someone because they're behind the television screen has a higher moral caliber than you do. Mm -hmm. But we see it failing around us all the time. And then every, every one of those failures, every one of those failures, you're six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You are two degrees from Alex Jones. (laughs) that would be a good uh a good uh sketch i feel like an snl two degrees from alex jones it'd be a good alex jones sketch if they did one of those uh face right where they put him on there and then it was verizon and it was targeting alex jones and everyone he was connected to and the whole world just turned into his face dude so wild with the verizon thing so we, we, we got to do this again, uh, but we need to get Elijah in on the next one. All right, we can do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we can do that.
I feel, I feel like I feel like all the shit that all three of us talked. It's true. It's just so much shit. We just talked so much shit. Yeah, we gotta we gotta put this uh, COVID thing past us too, and get together and <laughs> all that. I mean, we we could practice social distancing. Yeah, yeah we still can. Yeah, we can uh, be six feet away from each other. And still have a good time. That's true. That's like a, that's like a, you know, six by four table, right? Yeah, we can figure okay. something out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I love you, man. I always appreciate your well, time. And, absolutely. <laughs> you know, for everyone listening, now is your favorite time. I say goodbye to my dear friend, and you get to hear my daughter sing about the first time she took a poop. <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much, brother. Love you. Be Later, good. Brother. Much love.